Hello, my name is Zainab Khaled, and this podcast is about Kindred by Octavia Butler. This book was published in 1979, and it's about a black woman named Dana who was originally from California. Dana has a strange connection to a character named Rufus who lives in the Antebellum South during the 1900s. Dana is somehow transported through time from 1979 to the 1800s in order to save Rufus from dying. This obviously causes some issues, and Dana has to adjust to life as a black woman in the 1800s. But simultaneously, she also has to make sure her ancestor doesn't die, while also struggling to adapt. This isn't easy for her, and she sees and witnesses firsthand how difficult society is for a black woman during that time. She quickly has to learn how to survive as a slave, and she witnesses many, many traumatic events throughout the story that shape her as a character and ultimately alter her sense of reality. Some of these issues that she faced aren't entirely gone and are still visible in today's society. During this podcast, I will be discussing these events in the book and real life, and I will also be interviewing a very special guest. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. The story Kindred by Octavia E. Butler is about a young woman named Dana who is brought throughout different time periods of her life and she's brought from 1979 Southern California all the way back to the early 1800s in the Annabelle South in Maryland. She has to somehow adjust to this new society as a black woman while also simultaneously trying to save her ancestor Rufus. This book was so important to me because I feel like the issues that they brought up throughout the book are still so obvious in our society like especially like it's past slavery, but more to the point where, you know, just white supremacy in general, we obviously still have those problems today. And it's not something that is going to easily be overcome. But I think throughout the book, a lot of the themes that went on are still obvious, like power, especially like typically throughout almost every single society, white people are known to be associated with more power, which is shouldn't be our societal norm. But Sadly, today it still is, but I like how I liked how throughout the book they brought that issue to light by really putting us back in time to when that was like the normal for society when it was like maximized times ten. And I really thought it was interesting how Dana adapted so quickly. And I could tell as her, as a character she was struggling with that. She was like, Why is it so easy for me to slip into society where I'm not welcomed? But I thought it was really admirable how she was able to overcome those challenges. And actually, my favorite part was when she would bond with the little kids on the plantation by teaching them how to read, because I personally thought that was really sweet of her because she was like taking a bad situation, but like also helping others in the meantime, like she was helping little kids learn how to read, like who weren't able to like these little children weren't allowed an education and they weren't allowed to sound educated because they might come off as like a know-it-all or maybe be sold for less money they they had to worry about so many things but Dana let them have hope by teaching them how to read she did suffer for because of it but I thought that it was really admirable that she would still do take take an effort to help these young kids and one of those little kids was Carrie, and I. she was one of my favorite characters because not only was she a slave, she was also mute, and that actually caused her to be separated from her brothers and sisters that got sold. So her and her mom stayed together, but she wasn't sold because 
they they thought that she was disabled because in that time period they didn't recognize that as like a learning disability they saw it as just like oh she's just ignorant but I thought her character was amazing because she adapted so well and she was just such a great character but I think that later on in the story as like Dana got further and further into a relationship with Rufus it started to become more and more chaotic like Rufus would become territorial and would just see Dana as like his property basically like you could see it in the way that he treated her and the same thing with Alice like he didn't see them as like their own people he saw them as like property because to almost every plantation owner that's how they saw slaves they saw them as property and I think that I think that became so obvious in their relationship like that was the foundation of their relationship like Dana was Rufus's slave so later on I think that that kept on coming up between the two of them Dana kept trying to like see Rufus as this good guy and she kept on trying to like excuse his actions as just oh this is just because he's part of this time period but no I think later on it became super obvious that Rufus was not a good man and he couldn't overcome you know everything that society is telling him he started off as like a good guy and like cute little kid but then as he became more and more aware that he had all the power in society he couldn't just ignore that and instead he took that to his advantage and he started acting on every impulse that he had whether it be good or bad and he hurt a lot of women and I think that Dana realized that so my favorite part kind of messed up but my favorite part is when she kills him because I think that that's just like the final moment where she realizes okay you can't change this person They've done what they do. They, they've done what they've done. You just need to save yourself and get out of it. And it sucks, but like you had to. She had to do what she had to do. And after that happened, I was sort of left confused when the other slaves, like Nigel, managed to cover up the murder, and they ended up burning the entire house down. And like at the end of the book, I was kind of like, how did they? get away with that how did they how did nobody suspect that um that the slaves had done it because I feel like in that time period they would have just like pointed the finger at like the obvious like bad guy in society they would have thought oh just blame it on the slaves but I was surprised when Nigel was like able to get them all out of it and I thought it was kind of cool but yep that's that's Kindred by Octavia Butler Today I'm going to be interviewing my older sister, Fadila. Hi. She's 18 and she's currently a freshman at Georgia State University. However, she's moved back home because of corona and I've got a couple questions for you if that's okay. So, first question is, what is the most stressful thing going on in your life right now? Um, I would certainly say that finals and trying to finish all of this, the assignments I have for my music classes but, you know, an hour away from campus and without any of my instruments this is definitely stressful. Uh, in the School of Music, there's something called juries, which is basically you get a piece at the beginning of the semester and you work all semester long on it and you perform them in front of your professor and then the professor of music. And obviously, the pieces that I got at the beginning of this semester, I can no longer play because I don't have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to buy that, that kind of equipment. Yeah. So I had to prepare for a, gr- uh, a 
a performance that's about 50% of my grade in two or three weeks. Oh, wow. One of the pieces was fine. It was just me drumming. But the second piece, we had to find some creative workarounds because I'm a percussionist. I don't play flute. My my <laughs> instrument doesn't fit in my book bag. Yeah. So one of the workarounds that we created was that we would find items out just around the house and we just play rhythms on them. So the piece that I played was called Everything is Broken. And the, the theme of the piece was to find you know household items that are broken. So I played on... A broken battery pack and oh, wow. a broken charger. It's actually very creative. Yeah, and it was like supposed to be like, like one resonant sounding thing and then two broken ones. And it was the the theme of the the piece was that you know even though things are broken, we can still make music out of them. It was my professor's way of trying to make light of the situation. That's sweet of him. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that the finals is any less hard, especially being in isolation. Yeah. So. No, I think that yeah. was the most stressful thing I've been through recently. No, I can definitely see that. But I think it's cool how, like, you guys as a group kind of, like, adapted to it and, like, found, like, new assignments to do together. Yeah, for sure. But, um, what is one thing that you're doing to stay entertained? Because, you know, we're not able to leave the house, so. Well, I consider myself kind of a homebody, like an introvert. I never really went out that much to begin with. Me neither. So, <laughs> so all I've been really doing that's out of the norm, I guess, is I have been watching so much Netflix, it's almost unhealthy. I just started the show, it's called Dead to Me. It's amazing, it's like peak comedy. It's about this mom whose husband died in a hit and run, and she meets her best friend Judy in a grief support group, and I literally can't even tell you the rest of the story without spoiling it. It's so, it's like every episode there's twists and turns, and it's hilarious, you just have to watch it. Will Ferrell is one of the producers, so that's oh, how you wow. know it's a good show. And... I do have my own mini studio in my room, which is just my bass guitar and a crappy keyboard uh, on the floor, but I've been teaching myself some songs. I haven't written anything yet because it's just too much mental effort and we're kind of in a pan pandemic. So I've just been learning some songs on the bass and the piano and playing with my dog and watching A24 movies, which are all golden. Those are the best. The yeah. best movies ever, period. What's your favorite? Um, what's my favorite? Moonlight. Really? I think it deserved the Oscar. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Moonlight's the best one. And yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me, and thank you for letting me interview you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, and I hope that we can do this again sometime. Not like we live together or anything. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, you All too. Right. Bye. So this is a little life update of mine. I kind of have some big news. I My family just told my siblings and I that we're actually moving to Arizona this summer. So it's kind of crazy on top of everything like quarantine and coronavirus and everything. But we are moving to Arizona. My dad actually has a job there and he was like living without us for about like six months until my parents were like, you know what, let's just relocate so it's kind of stressful for my brother and I because you know we're still in high school especially you know trying to do things like SATs and everything because he's a senior and like apply for colleges and everything so it's kind of like weird being relocated halfway through my high school year but I mean my high school career but my sister my older sister she's in college so she won't be living with us fully but she'll be with us over the summer so it's it's an adjustment for her, but, like, her school will stay the same. So it's kind of, like, 
stressful for me because I'm trying to understand like where the next six months are going to go but I really honestly have no idea so we could be moving in June we could be moving in July but definitely for sure we're going to be out of Georgia by August so that's a little crazy to me honestly doesn't feel real yet but I think this week is going to start feeling real because my parents are doing home renovations so I think it's going to finally click that we are leaving but I mean I'm not that upset about it because I'm not gonna lie I've been kind of bored of Georgia like I'm not bored of the people but just kind of like the place I guess like I want to see more and there's so much cool stuff around Arizona like Grand Canyon the entire state of California so it's got its ups and downs but I am pretty excited and um I've also ever since quarantine I decided that I want to take a little break from social media so I deleted TikTok which was very hard for me but I did it and I've been off of Snapchat so I really only go on Instagram and not that much but I've actually been reading more books believe it or not and I have been reading this book called I think it's called The Summer I Turned Pretty it's by the author who wrote To All the Boys I Loved Before and I think that the type of books that she writes are sort of like my style like I've never been the kind of reader to try to like read super you know smart books I guess like I don't I don't hate those kind of books but it's just like I don't really read for that like if I just like read like the sample and I like it then I'll just go with it and that book was was pretty good so I've been reading a lot more trying to find books that I like because I haven't read since literally middle school so I've been trying to like figure out what genres of books that I like now and it's been kind of fun but I had to stop doing that because I had to focus on school because I was sidetracked like for a month like the entirety of April was so stressful for me I was trying to like come to terms with the fact like oh I'm not going back to school I don't have anything super exciting going on or looking forward to like I'm literally just stuck at home for a month and it was kind of crazy because my brother my for my brother my mom and I because my dad and my sister moved back home so it was weird having two more people back in the house but yeah it was a little stressful but I think everything's kind of falling back into place now I'm becoming more okay with everything especially like moving and everything so yeah it's a little stressful but it's I know it's going to be okay it's going to be fun it's going to be a new journey for me and I'm excited but yep that is a little life update of mine so the book kindred by octavia butler was a really good book to me because it was just I thought it was interesting and I thought if most of the like the key themes and motives of it were really similar to the things that we go through in today's society and I thought reading it was super interesting to me and I thought it was probably one of the best books I've read in a long time. Dana did she was such an interesting character she had to adapt and she struggled but she did it and I think that it just as a book as a book it just it means a lot to our society as a whole because like I said like most of the key themes 
are relating could be related back to our society like power for example or race or discrimination all those things they they're not as horrible as they used to be but they're still here today and it's something that we still struggle with but I think this book did a great job of showing us like where it all started from and how how much we've changed since then and how much our society has grown so Kindred is a great book I thought it was amazing I loved it and um yeah